Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hello, my name is Ian T, and this is the Just for Today for February 27th, Pure Motives. We examine our actions, reactions, and motives. We often find that we've been doing better than we've been feeling. Basic text, page 43. Imagine a daily meditation book with this kind of passage. When you wake up in the morning before you rise from your bed, take a moment for reflection. Lie back, gather your thoughts, and consider your plans for the day. One by one, review the motives behind those plans. If your motives are not entirely pure, roll over and go back to sleep. Nonsense, isn't it? No matter how long we've been clean, almost all of us have had mixed emotions behind almost everything we do. However, there's no reason to put our lives on hold. We don't have to wait for our motives to become perfectly pure before we can start living our recovery. As the program works its way into our lives, we begin acting less frequently on our more questionable motives. We regularly examine ourselves and we talk with our sponsor about what we find. We pray for knowledge of our higher power's will for us, and we seek the power to act on the knowledge we're given. The result? We don't get perfect, but we do get better. We've begun working a spiritual program. We won't ever become spiritual giants But if we look at ourselves realistically, we probably realize that we've been doing better than we've been feeling. Just for today, I will examine myself realistically. I will seek the power to act on my best motives and not to act on my worst. Thank you. In today's episode, we will discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Jill D. Hi, Jill, and welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Hannah. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So Jill, what is your clean date? Where do you attend meetings? And do you want to give your home group a shout out? I would be happy to. Um, My clean date is 2-13 of 20. Um, I am not a one white key type wonder, and I have had some clean time in the past, but I'm coming up on a year now. I attend meetings in the Fun Coast area of Florida, which is Tampa, Florida. And my home group is Monday Meditation, which meets on Monday night. It is a bonfire meeting out in Brandon, Florida. That sounds amazing. Uh, (laughs) So Jill, uh, (laughs) could you share your thoughts on the Just for Today on Pure Motives? All right. Thank you so much. And again, my, my name is Jill and I'm an addict and Pure Motives, that's the February 27th meditation. And it actually comes from the 10th step, which is my favorite step. I know we're not necessarily supposed to have a favorite step in Narcotics Anonymous, 
but I do because this is the step that always keeps me grounded because it's continuing to take a personal inventory. And when I first got the topic of pure motives, I was kind of like mind, mind effing this because I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to think about today? I try to be really good with my pure motives. And it's funny because in my life, um, when I have questions like that and I put them out there to my higher power, my higher power has a great sense of humor and gives me opportunities to um, practice pure motives in all of my affairs. So um, I think most people are pretty familiar with their motives not being pure and active addiction. And even though we try to think they are and make ourselves believe and make other people's believe that as well, when we get clean and we take some time to look at the way our motives were aligned, we can see that we were definitely, at least I was a master manipulator. I like to use the word persuasion instead of manipulation because I think it sounds better, but it's actually just a nice sounding word for manipulation. And when I come into recovery, it's like, as I work some steps and I start to actually, I mean, cause I can work those steps, but practicing the principles behind the steps is where this really, you put your recovery into action. And when I start to do things, once I'm aware of my defects, it's kind of hard to become unaware. Like when I start to act in a way that is not you know, spiritual, I notice it really quick. So I was thinking about when I got this topic, how this applies to me in my life today, because, you know, some of my uglier defects, I try really hard not to act out on. But one area that I have to really check my motives in is I like to control everything. So um, when I catch myself getting a little bit out of my lane and trying to fix, manage and control a situation. And that's when I really need to take a look at my motives and what I'm trying to do. And that comes up a lot for me in my job. And I work at a treatment center. I work with other recovering addicts and they don't always do their job to the um, level that I think that it should be done. And maybe the level that I choose to do things. And I like to, um, just control things a lot. So I'll just, today's a perfect example. I went into work this morning and like their tip, we, uh, we started this food service program at this humongous treatment center. It holds up to 120 people. It's a private treatment center. It's really nice, kind of bougie. And you know, like my job is to like oversee prep, which seems like not a very difficult job. And like I said, I work with recovering addicts. So there are certain things that are supposed to be done on the night shift and I work at 5 a.m. So I get off work by 1 p.m. And when I come in on Sundays, um, we have one coworker who is always about an hour late. So it leaves myself and one other person there in the morning to do everything for this treatment center, you know, as far as like getting breakfast and everything up and running. And the night person is supposed to like have everything set up. So when I walk into the room, I basically just have to like put, put fruit out for people. It's, it's supposed to be done the night before. So this was a typical Sunday. Um, one of my coworkers was late, like I said, <laughs> and I walk up front and nothing that is supposed to be done is done. So I walk down into that realm, like, 
almost an hour late because I had to do someone else's job. And when I got in there and it wasn't done, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't real happy. Now, mind you, I just went ahead, took care of it. And I'm really, I'm one of those people that perfectionism is a major defect for me. So if I'm on time, I'm late. So that, you know, obviously <laughs> screwed with that defect today. So I already was not in the greatest mind state, but I got everything done on time. And when we had gotten everything done and I had a minute to breathe, I reached out to my coworker and asked her what exactly it was that she had done yesterday on my day off. Um, she didn't respond to that very well, as people could probably imagine. I thought that I was just being really kind in my delivery, but it was in a message. So I'm sure she heard it exactly how I intended it to come across. And I had to take a look at that. But the cool thing about that today is, sure, maybe, maybe I was right. But um, I can, you know, be kind in my delivery because honesty without compassion is cruelty. And maybe I was a little off in my delivery. The cool thing about that today, though, is I get to actually stop, do a spot inventory, see what my part is, see why I'm so aggravated by this because it's a Sunday morning. No one else noticed that this was that this little glitch in the system had occurred. I was the only person that knew it. And why was I so stressed out on a Sunday morning about this? I work every Sunday, so it's really nothing new. And I was able to do this spot inventory and I was able to make an amends to my coworker and let her know that I did not have to react or respond that way, actually react because responding would have just been, you know, breathing about it, praying about it and moving on at that moment. But I didn't do that. So like my motives, I have to check them, I guess, a lot more frequently than I'd like to say that I do. I have to look at why I'm doing things and why I'm saying things. And am I doing it to be acknowledged? And it comes up also a lot, I notice, in, in service and Narcotics Anonymous. You know, we have a lot of chiefs with very few Indians and personalities, you know, principles for personalities. But let's face it, if you've ever done service and recovery, you know, that does, doesn't always happen that way. However, we can all come together at the end for one common good and work really well. But like, I don't have to, you know, be in charge of anything today. I mean, at work, I'm just, I need to stay in my lane, worry about what I'm doing. In service, I need to remember the greater good. And in all of my other affairs, like in relationships with my family, with my significant other, I need to check my motives in those things too. Like, am I doing something because I want to do it? Or am I doing something because I want some sort of acknowledgement? And another defect that comes out for me where I find my motives getting twisted is people pleasing. You know, I'm always so worried about how everyone else is feeling about things and I get resentful because I don't take care of me and what I need to do for me. I tend to spread myself very thin and I'm sure a lot of people in recovery can definitely relate to spreading themselves thin. But one of the good things about that is that we have these steps where we get to practice these spiritual principles and we get to take a look at this. And when I was talking about this being from the 10th step, um, the cool thing that I really enjoy, like I enjoy how the 10th step starts because the first sentence in the, sentence in the 10th step says step 10, 
frees us from the wreckage of our frees us from the wreckage of our present. If we do not stay aware of our defects, they can drive us into a corner that we can't get out of clean. And you know, I, I said in the beginning of this that this is not my first time. I'm coming up on a year. I've celebrated this will, is actually my fourth time celebrating a year clean. And I have worked all the steps multiple times. And what gets me into a corner is, you know, kind of what this meditation talks about, like allowing my defects to back me into a corner that I can't get out of clean. And I don't ever, you know, want to have that happen again, just for today. But one of the cool things also that I love about the 10th step is, you know, like the meditation for today says, it says when we actually sit down and we take a look, we see that we're doing a lot better than we think we're doing. And like, we're never going to be spiritual giants. We're never going to be perfect. The goal is to align our will so that and God's will match up. And gosh, motives are a tricky subject sometimes. You know, I just, it's hard. Like I can, I can get really emotional about this because a lot of times when I think that my motives are completely pure and I'm doing the right thing for the right reasons, I tend to find that there's a defect behind it and my motives aren't as pure as I'd like to think. And that's, I don't know. It's just, it's like, I don't want to get down on myself right now because things are, things are really good. And I do my inventory every day, but I can fixate on that one area that I don't feel like I'm measuring up. And I think that leads a lot, you know, to my motives not being so pure. And I need to, like, I'm saying this for me, I need to start measuring my insights and how I look by me rather than comparing it to where I think I should be or comparing myself to others because I can get in that place sometimes where I think I should be further along than I should be or I can beat myself up for the mistakes that I've made and you know choosing to pick up again when I did know there was a better way to live and I did know what the principles were and I did it anyway and I you know like they say in our readings and stuff that, you know, and in the program, they say that insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. Well, for me, insanity is knowing what the result's going to be and doing it anyway. And I've been guilty of doing that so many times. So I'm just, I'm really grateful for this opportunity to be of service to Narcotics Anonymous and be of service to recovering addicts, women, and men in this fellowship because. If I don't give back what was freely given to me, I'm like doomed to repeat things again. And another area that I just want to touch on briefly before we close this up is one of the biggest like stumbling blocks for me. And I've noticed this through doing 10 steps in the past is that I get in this place where I feel like I should be doing, I was saying doing better than I'm doing. I shouldn't feel these ways. And I've in the past allowed that feeling to make the whole people pleasing thing come out and go, oh yeah, I'm okay. Everything's good. Everything's great, you know, and not say how I'm feeling. And unfortunately that has caused me to go out, you know, before, and I don't ever want to have to live like that again. And 
I'm just so grateful that I have this step so I can take a look at where my feet are and maybe like acknowledge that I'm doing things better than I think that I am. But I'd like to thank you for allowing me to share on that today. And I'll be of service any other time you need me. Thanks a lot. Thank you. So Jill, we, I have one more question before you, before you head out. So um, we have a question that we ask everyone that comes on the podcast and it is, if you could talk to you, Jill, with one day or maybe one week clean, what would you say to her? Like, what would you say that you wish you had known? What, if anything, what would you say to her today? Just hold on because you can survive your emotions. And it, I know for me when I'm in it and maybe at a week clean, I didn't think that I was going to feel the way that I feel today. I thought that I was just in this pit of despair and I wasn't going to come out of it. And it seemed to last for a really long time, but feelings aren't facts. And I used to hate when people said that to me, but it's so true and all feelings pass. The fact that I'm feeling it, but it's not a fact. And it could be very different in an hour, in a week. And God knows it'll be different in a year. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm-hmm.